sometimes I get the intro from this uh, pre-roll, but I think I missed everything because we were we had all the pre-roll when we were eating bagels. Some good stuff. But we weren't recording. Couple of idiots. Hey, welcome to the Park Church Podcast. I'm your host, James Lapine, and here with you for the month of July, the year 2019. Over the past couple of months, uh, we've been introducing you to staff members uh, like Miguel and Caitlin, who are both new, and I've heard from you that, that you're enjoying those, so we may continue to just uh, go on and, and, and keep introducing you to staff folks who we haven't done podcasts with. But as always, if you have ideas, I want to hear them. You can send them to me, james at parkchurchdenver.org. Um, just anything that you guys want to hear about this podcast is for you and so i want to be doing things that you want to hear um my guest this month is paul zock i get it right yes great job all right great job. um paul if you were here on a sunday june 23rd paul was uh, leading music with joel and he is from charlottesville virginia uh, but has come on staff with dan Murata, who was a i want to say january 2018 you can listen to the dan Murata episode but we sent him out from park to plant Redeemer Anglican, and they've been doing that for about two years now. Paul is, is full-time with Redeemer, uh, overseeing their music and arts ministry there. So he's also a songwriter, and I uh, just wanted to have him in. He's, he's written songs that you've heard on the Porter's Gate album uh, that we sing at Park Church and that I've encouraged you to listen to. Those work songs have been very in, uh, encouraging to me uh, as I sit and work just to, to hear uh, those truths sang over me. So with him in town, I asked Joel to ask him he would come on my podcast and and here we are and, and i asked him to say yes to you <laughs> <laughs> yes but first joel came back with what do you want to talk about and i, I gave him a, a couple ideas but yeah basically man i want to thanks for being here yeah. um thanks for serving us yesterday uh we do record these before the day that they come out so there's there's a little like uh behind the curtains thing for you guys to know about so this is today is monday june 24th but we'll release this in a week and uh, thanks for being here. Um, basically, I wanted to hear about your life. I wanted yeah. to hear about uh, your work and your songwriting, your process, and uh, just give people Great. insight into who you are. So I know I know now that you're from Omaha and that you don't miss the cold don't Midwest. Miss the, the, don't miss the cold. <laughs> Tell me about your family growing up. Uh, yeah, I am the fifth of six kids. Okay. Uh, big family, a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, brothers, sisters? Yeah, three brothers, two sisters. Okay. And um, then I toured in a rock band for years and then started working in a church. I always joke with uh, people. It's not really a joke, but I, I toured in a band and I used to think that um, music or um, church musicians is where musicians went to die. <laughs> <laughs> and so and you then, ventured your death. after I stopped, stopped touring, I was like, well, all right, I'll work at a Here church. Here I am, yes. And, but I know that sounds negative, but I do. I love working in a church. I love writing church songs. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, I've said this before, but there's a, if you're not writing songs that people can sing together, then you're not really doing your job right. Mm. So I, I love mm. how, I love the communal and, um, togetherness of writing songs for church. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been great. Absolutely. So that was, that was really quick. Can we, can we go back a little bit to growing go up? It. Okay. All right. So Christian family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And schooling. What'd you do? I just went right out of high school. I toured, toured in, the, in the band. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So were you going to public schools, private schools? Yeah, public schools. Public schools, okay. And big family, loud. And then you you joined this band. 
So how does yeah, that it was happen? me and my three brothers actually. Okay, all right. So I was the youngest of my brothers. And what'd you right play? Out of, I played guitar. Okay, and was it already time. going when uh, you joined? Yeah, I joined late. Okay, and and, and they, they let, let the little in. brother in. They let me in. Okay, it was, it was good. A good. Uh, I mean, it's such a fun. I mean, we fought all the time. It was me and my three brothers. Yeah, right. But it was a wonderful <laughs> experience t- okay. touring the, the country. and That was something you aspired to, something that they were doing, and you thought... Yeah. I mean, I joined yeah. when I was in high school. And it was a, oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so you did that how did long? did that for it's 10 years full-time. 10 time. years. Wow. I've only, the only, it's the only, only job I've had besides doing music at a church. Wow. Okay. So. And uh, what's the name of that band, if you want to listen to it? We were called Remedy Drive. Remedy Drive. Do you want people to go listen to it? How do you feel about eh, it? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I, I I think we had some fun stuff. I I, I think um, I think as song as a songwriter, yeah. Um, you always look back and you aren't necessarily as proud of. I think I think what you're doing the day before you you talk about something oh, yeah. is always your best thing, according to you. But oh yeah. I but I also think that um, unless you're like Bob Dylan or Paul McCartney or something. Um, most songwriters don't really develop until they're in their thirties. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. right. But you, but I you, feel like I'm still learning the, learning the ropes. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. I think most of us are. Yeah. And you need the, uh, you need the initial years to get to the later years. You do. Can't skip it. You do. You yeah. Do. So w- was your role, were you doing songwriting in that? I band? was, but okay. not as much. I was playing electric guitar. Mostly. Okay. Lead stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so eventually you go. That's enough Eventually of the band. Eventually we stopped. Yeah. And, uh, and you said, what's working. next? Yeah. When did you get married? I got married at 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And my wife toured with us. Lindsay really? is her name. Okay. How'd you meet her? Um, we just had a bunch of similar friends okay. uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. I moved there. And okay. We, um, yeah. Just got to know each other. She was a wonderful woman that I respected yeah. and wanted to marry someone like her someday. Eventually, I was just like, "Well, I'll just marry her." <laughs> so, and she and I was only twenty. So, oh my goodness! So she's she's on the bus with y'all. She was, yeah. She's selling merch or doing that kind of stuff. Whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, she yeah. Can. Okay, and uh, and so she's she's along for the ride. And then when when you guys um, when you step away from the band, are you just going? What are we going to do with our lives now? Did you have an idea? Yeah, I didn't know. Um, I thought about. I, I did work at a school for six months. I thought about maybe be, becoming a school teacher. Okay. Enjoyed it, but it was it wasn't for me. Okay. Um, Were you yeah. still in Lincoln at that time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how do you get to Virginia? Uh, and then I worked at um, two churches at the same time. Okay. For like a year doing music uh, at a church Sunday evenings okay, and then Sunday morning at a, a Lutheran church in the morning at a Presbyterian church Sunday nights, which was great. Mm-hmm. I loved, um, the, I, I loved working at a church and especially at the, uh, Lutheran church that I worked at. We bust 50 inmates in for the service from the local jail. We, I mean, we did a lot of, I, I loved, um, and we would do like a chapel afterwards mm-hmm. as well with, with the, the prison ministry, but I loved seeing music, um, connect, uh, groups of people. Yeah. And it was, and songs that, um, how would I say it? I, I, I had a pretty strong, um, allergy is the word I like to use <laughs> towards certain songs. Mm. 
and but then seeing those songs that I really dis- despise <laughs> um, with kind of an arrogance, mm-hmm. um, like look, looking down at a certain style of music, a certain style of worship song, seeing those songs be be so meaningful mm-hmm. to, to people kind of opened me up to be more, well, less, less arrogant, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was helpful to, and so I, anyway, that was kind of a, a, a wandering around, but no, yeah, I no. worked, I worked there for year and a half and then yeah. my in-laws live in Charlottesville. So moved to, got it, moved to Charlottesville and worked okay. at an X-29 church actually there, there okay. for six years. Oh wow. Which one? Portico church. Okay, cool. Great people. Talk so, to me about, I, I like rabbit trails. So great. there was a, a jadedness or a cynicism with, with worship music that yeah. changed for you when you saw people. I mean, I still have, still have some of that. Yeah, I think, yeah. um, there was some of that. I think, I think if I was to put it into words, there there's plenty of church songs that were making me say something to God that I didn't want to say to God, huh. and they were emotionally manipulating me to to talk to God in ways that I felt wasn't honest. Mm. Um, and they were probably honest for the songwriter, but for me, they weren't necessarily something that I felt at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's a complex thing. You're writing a prayer for a whole group of people to sing that are bringing their di- their different pasts and beliefs all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I look at the Psalms as well, and I think the Psalms are full of, of, of prayers that I want to believe and also prayer, prayers that I do believe. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fine to have both. Mm-hmm. We want to say that, uh, we, I want to tell God that he's all that I want. Yeah. But I practically that's not true. <laughs> right. There's plenty of things that I want I, that I put way above. Yeah. Uh I mean I have above, above God. So I think you know, writing mm-hmm. a song is a um I like being mindful of those things. I think I think all those um what's the word the the allergies that I mm-hmm. have had mm-hmm. has helped me hopefully be more have more empathy as I write songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Makes sense. We, yeah. we talk sometimes here about, uh, well, I guess two, two thoughts. We, we, we talk about singing for joy or from joy. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes you are singing because it feels true and it mm-hmm. absolutely like, yeah, this, you know, I want this. And then other times you're going, this is not true of me, but I'm going to sing it anyway. Yeah. Cause yeah. I want it to be true of me. Singing sort of aspirationally yeah, <laughs> about your about your life with God. It's true, um, but yeah, it is a it's a complex thing. Yeah, you're, you're right. So, so you write songs for the church. Yeah, it's it's awesome. My uh, my job now is a uh, artist in residence role, okay. as well as a director of worship. But okay, I um, I mean, there's all, all a bunch of quotes that say the same thing, but you know, John Lennon was asked, "How do you write a good song?" And yeah. He said, "Just write a hundred of them, yeah, and you'll get a good one." Mm-hmm. So I'm a big believer in just writing a ton of songs, mm-hmm. and eventually the good ones will hopefully rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I love trying songs out on on my church, mm-hmm. seeing which ones ones work. Yeah, you can kind of tell, so, can't you? You can, based on how people are you singing can. or not singing. And it's funny, you never, you, I just don't know. Which ones are are the good ones? You, you, you know? f- don't feel like you have a gut on it. I mean, eventually you do, but yeah. when you're writing it, you, you don't know. Huh. You can't you you can't really trust it. Sometimes you sometimes yeah, it's true. But other times you're huh. like really excited about one, 
and then I usually show it to to Lindsay, my wife, and she'll be like, "Oh, okay, that's nice." (laughs) Or the other one, she'll love. You know, she's usually my my first test. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, so you're you're spending a lot of time writing songs at Redeemer. Yeah, um, and co-writing. I love. uh, I think for me, songwriting has been. uh, I mean, another rabbit trail for you, if you'd yeah, like. Good. I think growing up, I grew up in a very fundamentalist type okay. church. Um, and the, all the joy was sucked right out mm. of, of, of the Bible. Mm. Um, all the beauty, there was, there was nothing, at least for me, there was nothing beautiful, nothing, um, you know, nothing joyful or beautiful mm. about, um, most anything. Mm um in in the in the bible and i think for me um songwriting has been a way to to expi- like to start experiencing beauty yeah. uh through the psalms especially yeah. um and to and to find that in in you know in the apostle paul or whoever else mm. the other authors as well mm. but it's been a slow process i think i've i've had I think if you grow up in such a black and white fundamentalist type mm. uh, background, you all the there's so many words you know all the right words, yeah. but they're meaningless. Yeah. So I think music's been like s- such a gift for me to uh, think through those meanings, mm. or or just read other theologians that sp- speak life into the mm-hmm. things that I've that mm-hmm. I've heard. You know. Yeah, maybe scripture was more about being true than it was about being beautiful. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It was a sword. It was a gun. It was a yeah. weapon to um, to keep to prove. Yeah, to prove or to um, to keep the order. Um, yeah. So it was. It's been it's been nice receiving it more <laughs> as a gift now instead yeah. of as a uh, a burden. Um, yeah. Have you have you felt that? I think I grew up in a similar type of church. Did you ever just want to like yell, scream at the top of your lungs in the middle of a service? Sometimes I didn't. I was. I'm. <laughs> I'm such a peacemaker. Are you? And so, uh, yeah. Just just I went along with chill. the show. So it it yeah. It's taken me a while to realize um, the the effects of of the, of. Are you? You know, I I've had plenty of of doubts and faith hmm. struggles over my thirty four years. Um, and at first you're only, you only have guilt, mm. you know, and it's been, gr- I mean, songwriting has been such a gift to like help me, um, think through those. Mm. Um, I mean, we believe some crazy stuff. If you think of it, I yeah. mean, we are, we, you know, we, it's, it's foolishness to the world as, as the apostle Paul says, it's, mm. uh, we believe that someone died and came back to life. Yeah. We believe some, so I think, um, yeah, I, I've enjoyed embracing more of the mystery of, mm. of what the, the Bible says. Yeah. So, yeah, there did, there did seem to be a, um, a white knuckling, <laughs> you know, of sort of like if, if any of this isn't true, everything falls apart. Yeah. Right. Oh, completely. And that pressure is, too much to bear. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, I think finding uh, finding freedom in mystery and in paradox and in yeah uh, two things 
that seem different being true at the same time. You know, it's just very yeah, free. It's, it's true. Yeah. And I think that was Jesus's way based on mm-hmm. what I've read. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I'm glad that you're finding some freedom there. And I think I know what you're talking about with, uh, yeah, with a lot of that pressure growing you up. You write so. music too? I do. Yeah. Not as much as I used to. I, I had a rock band that did not tour, but okay. did put out one EP. And, uh, I, I think you're right. I think there is something cathartic about, um, about experiencing joy and sorrow as you, as you process the things that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of churches, get it out. We can, mm-hmm. we can edit that. <laughs> in a lot of churches, um, it's not about how do I feel? It's, it's what is true of God, which you need both. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Um, but I do think, yeah, writing became like a, how do I feel? Can I just think about how I feel yeah. for a little bit, you know? So it's helpful. Um, talk to me about Isaac and Porter's gate. Yeah. Were you involved with Bifrost? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, Isaac's a good friend in Charlottesville. Okay. Um, he works at a, another church in town. Yeah. Um, I, I should say Bifrost arts, which is a, a thing that I, Isaac and other people started mm-hmm. to write songs for the church, which has blossomed into Porter's gate. Is that a, yeah, that's like just a different project. But, okay. Um, so Bifrost is still going. Yeah. I okay. s- no, I think oh. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I mean, they're both his his projects. His thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I sang a bunch of songs on the last uh, Bifrost Arts album. Okay. Lamentations. Yeah. 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 And then um, this new project, Porter's Gate, which I'm so grateful to be a part of. It's just a you know a bunch of artists, theologians, authors, thinkers from around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very diverse from race to different backgrounds of of uh denominations mm-hmm. and theological streams um and we uh, we've gotten together and written songs um on, and thought about our last uh, album was on uh vocation and how our work is a is a way that we worship yeah and then we just rec- we just finished last week recording this this next album on um, loving our neighbor, um, cool, and hospitality, and our the community is is to serve the outsider. So this one will be called Neighbor Songs. Awesome, um, man! It's just so it's been so great being a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's just um, maybe everyone feels like this a little bit. I I definitely do. I feel like I'm just so glad to be sit to be in a room with so many of my heroes. You know people that that have written songs that have been so meaningful to me thinkers and authors that have you know been very influential to how I think about the world um it's been great to be able to to work with these people yeah so folks like Liz and oh man Liz Vice yeah Tifa mm-hmm. Latifa Lattice who who yeah. plays here sometimes uh, who else is Josh Garrels is on the album yeah and then uh I mean, there's there's like fifty people. So were there really? Yeah. Oh, there was fifty people. We had a, a get together in Nashville okay. in January. Okay. Um, to uh, to co-write songs. Cool. And a lot of speakers. Um, just to think about about uh, hospitality mm-hmm. for this one. Which okay. Did y'all record in, in New York again? We no. This time we recorded in Seattle, like outside of Seattle. Okay. We did it in two sessions: one in Charlottesville and then one in Seattle. Okay. So how long until we get to hear it? I think November. Okay. 
Okay. Um, it's fun. I, I've loved. I used to. I mean, I have a band called the Silver Pages as well. Where oh, okay. We do. We do a bunch of church songs, but also that's very like studio driven. You know, we'll just spend so much time working on a single track, which is wonderful, and I love doing that. The fun thing about the way that the Porter's Gate, Porter's Gate, and, and Isaac works is it's all just record what's happening in a room and then release, <laughs> just put that out. <laughs> and it's so much so simple. Yeah. And if it's working in the room, then it should work. Wow. Uh, on a recording, are those all live recordings? Yeah, one was actually an iPhone demo of the last album. No, it wasn't. Which <laughs> we one? Wrote it. We wrote it, and then we recorded a demo on a crappy keyboard <laughs> in at my at my church. No way. And we just we recorded another version, but it just didn't have. You can just kind of tell if a song doesn't have the life that the original demo. Mm. We you know we were still like figuring out the melody and everything, but yeah, one of the. <laughs> It's funny. Talk about writing a hundred songs. And I know you, you put out uh, something under your name a year yeah, ago, right? Yeah, so I've done I have a band called The Silver Pages. That's yeah. church songs and okay. also like uh, uh, cinematic film and TV beats and stuff like oh, that, okay. which is really fun. Nice. And then I released my own. Uh, well, I, then we did The Porter's Gate, and I met okay. uh, my friend Liz yeah. as a part of that yeah. writing stuff. And I was just such a fan of hers before. So I was like so grateful that she'd she'd sing on my mm-hmm. uh, solo ep so it's called it's called uh under my name paul yeah. zock but yeah. god is the friend of silence yeah. which yeah. is a quote from mother Teresa. yeah um yeah we recorded that in new york just me and uh liz and and four uh or a string quartet and okay we just recorded it live which was was fun i love i i never want to do the same album again you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so it was, it was a fun new challenge yeah and there's plenty of mistakes or parts that could have been better but i was just like it's live let's just leave it as it is and do you lean more on the perfectionistic side or the no okay i I used to more yeah um i think working with uh bifrost porter's gate stuff has been really um refreshing just to be more just this is what it is. This is how my voice sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take it, take, yeah. it or, take it or leave it, I guess. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. so, so maybe one last, well, actually maybe one or two more things. Um, the hundred songs thing. Oh yeah. What do um, you, uh, what, what does your process look like? Do you well, just get actually, up every day and write? I mean, what do you do? I do. Um, I love it's, it's addictive. It's like, a, yeah. it's like a drug when you write a song that's just, when it when it when you write a song that you can feel mm. is is good, mm. um, it's just so uh, it's so great. Mm. But I, I love thinking about like for this for this uh, last album. I think I wrote sixty songs, something like that, for this album. So many of them were terrible, and a lot of times I would just write a new melody mm-hmm. for with the same lyrics. But it's actually it's it's kind of. Um, when you focus on onto a a thin or a narrow topic, it actually helps yeah. uh, the creativity. So when we were thinking on this album about writing songs about hospitality, about about friendship, about um, loving your neighbor, mm. um, I just read like ten books about it and really 
you know, listen to some great, you know, speakers. John Swinton is a one of my heroes that I, I heard some talks by him, and he was a, in Nashville. Um, but it just helps you narrow in, and, yeah. And it, instead of writing songs about everything under the sun, um, yeah. What what should I say? What else should so, I say about that? I think I think co-writing is the big thing. I, I okay. I'm so I love starting songs. I don't really. I don't really feel the need to finish a song. Mm. I'd prefer not to write a whole song by myself. I get, I think we all get tired of our own ideas. So mm -hmm. I love a phrase or writing a verse mm -hmm. and then just emailing it to someone and say, finish this if you, if you can, if you yeah. have any ideas. Yeah. So, so do you start with a theme? Yeah. I usually start with the lyrics now. I used to do it okay. the other way, but I, I usually write. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an example of a song. Mm, I don't know. I mean, this isn't from the Porter's Gate, my solo EP. Um, yeah. I just love when I was reading Mother Teresa's autobiography, she just used, the, or was, I forget if it was even in her autobiography, but she had the phrase, um, God is the friend of silence. Yeah. That just, it just, it, it's such a great way of talking about prayer, hmm. um, that God is, you know, I mean, it says it all. I don't need to explain it, yeah. but, yeah. um, so that, I, I love starting with an idea that hope that interests me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I'm like every I'm all songwriters. I'm just always on the on the lookout for a, a phrase that that hits me. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's a movie or a yeah theology book or a sermon or a or another song, yeah, you know? or something you see happen on the street. Yeah, you that kind of guy too. Uh, I should be more of that. I wish okay. I was. Yeah, um, I do. One of my New Year's resolutions that I'm failing at was I wanted to write songs in the car. My friend Yolanda, she just writes all her songs, and she doesn't play an instrument, but she writes all her songs in the car. She has four <laughs> kids, and then she'll text me a voice memo of yeah. her with, like beating on her steering wheel with <laughs> with the whole song. And then I have to figure out how to play play guitar on What key it's in, and yeah. Um but it makes for a very interesting melody and all that. But I just kind of have to have a computer open okay. looking at the lyrics. Okay. So I've been trying, but it's 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 harder than you'd think uh -huh. if you're kind of set in your ways, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Okay. Tell me something that I used to ask people that I've gotten away from. Uh, favorite thing that you've read or watched this year? You can do either. This year? Yeah. Let's see. What movies came out this year? You go to the movies? I do, yeah. Yeah, you're a movie Not, guy. I mean, I love movies. Okay. So I'm trying to think of what. It's probably something on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, let me think about it. Nothing's coming to the... Or shows? What have I watched? Let me look at my... I mean, you got a list? How about I give you my my favorite podcast oh, recently? Oh, great. Let's do that. How's this? Uh, how's this dead space on on air? Is I think it. Pretty good? I think it's fine. Just uh... <laughs> actually, you know what podcast I love is we didn't even talk about this one yet. Conan's podcast. Have you oh, heard I haven't heard it. <laughs> it's, it's it's hilarious. Of course, it's great. Um, Do you use Overcast as well? What's that? The podcast app? No, I just use Apple Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Use Overcast, people. Overcast. Overcast is the best. And listen to us at speed and a half. You shouldn't be listening speed to my and voice. And a half. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's. Don't do one X. Do one. That's how I do. X. I only do audiobooks. Let me let me look at my audiobooks. Okay. I, I do all my audiobooks at two point five. Whoa. Because well, they talk like we're talking at a normal pace right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. 
when you narrate a uh, a book, audio book, yeah, they just going, talk yeah. so slow. Right. Um, let me see here. What have I read? Who have I liked? Gosh, I'm sorry. This is just. It's okay. I put you on the spot. You're gonna need to triple speed this. Right <laughs> um, I've read a lot of. What did I read? I don't know what to tell you. I did really like this book, The Common Rule, by a friend in in Richmond. Okay. Justin Early. Okay. Great book. Um, there you go. And then I liked, I uh, read a Walter Brueggemann book, Reality, yeah. Grief, and Hope. Okay. That's a cool one. Dan quoted him yesterday. Oh, he did? In his sermon, yeah. Yeah. Brueggemann. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, okay, I'm going to save my billboard question for last, which I, I steal this one from Tim Ferriss, and listeners know it. So, yeah, before we get to that question, I, I know you've been married to Lindsay now 14 years, and you have, uh, you've adopted a couple kids, you've been foster parents. Um, tell us about that experience. We, we had a, a gal on named, uh, we had a woman on named, uh, Kelly, uh, Nekundeha who, uh, has adopted as well. And she's written a book about it. And I think that cool. was, What's help, a, it, it's called, uh, the sacrament of adoption. I think well, she, she calls adoption a sacrament, which I know some people have their issues with, but I thought her explanation of it was really beautiful. Cool. Even if I don't agree with her hundred percent. Yeah. That's um, cool. We have folks in our church who have adopted, and so I just like to, whenever there's insight on that world, I just like to hear from people on it. So tell me about the, the hardships and the joys. And Yeah, I mean, it's wonderful. Um, our kids are such a gift to us. Um, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. I think adoption is a beautiful thing, and it's, it's a very hard thing. I yeah. think the act, the adoption, the start of it is loss. Hmm. Um, the child has just lost their parents hmm. and a parent has just lost their baby or their child. Um, so there's a lot of grief from, uh, from the start. Uh, and there's a lot of tra trauma involved, just the basic act of adopting and it's so beautiful. Um, but, uh, it's, it's very, uh, challenging at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, and foster care just, I think the I think the more that I've done foster care, the more I've seen how how broken and how unfair this world is, mm. and how cycles of injustice from two hundred, five hundred years ago, fifty years ago, twenty years ago, mm -hmm. have led to so you know such hard, difficult situations. Um, and a lot of that has been rooted here in, in America mm. with uh, systemic racism and and white supremacy, mm. and that has all it's all blended into a yeah. It's it's made me more um, yeah. It's it's just been it's given me a lot more uh, empathy and and sorrow mm. <laughs> for how broken our world is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Adoption is something that I think some couples, maybe when they're engaged, they talk about, we'd love to adopt someday, yeah. right? Other couples go, I don't know that that's for me. Um, other, other people, I know people in our church who have tried to have biological babies and then have been unable and have mm -hmm. then said, maybe we should adopt. Yeah. Um, do you want to share any of your story and how you guys process that? What, what happened with y'all? Yeah, I think it's not for everybody. I think if you if you feel like it's something that you really want to do, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to talk too much about. Yeah. Um, what happened with? Yeah, 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 that's good. I can cut that out. I like the splicing this. Yeah. Like yeah, to be sorry, I'm trying to think what I'd say, but that's no, okay. Yeah. It's personal, and yeah, yeah. it's all good. Um, okay, yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing a little bit on that, and uh, so I'll, I'll leave you with this question: If you could put a billboard anywhere in the world, where would you put it, and what would it say? Oh man, I like it. I would put just to annoy my family. I get all, I get very. They they do really good about it now. I've never been super, but the more the more kids you have, the more the more kids I've had, the more grumpy I've become, the more, <laughs> the more old man I've become about little things. Uh-huh. So I would always, and Lindsay always makes fun of me, whenever we come into our house, we like to just put our shoes right into the closet. Yeah. And I'd always, and Lindsay would always be like, it's just, they're just right here. And I'd, I'd always say, systems, we have to have systems in place <laughs> so the house is clean. If we have our systems set up, it would be great. You're and we, everyone will just put stuff where it's supposed to go. Oh, man. So I would love to put a billboard right in our front yard <laughs> that all caps just says systems. <laughs> Can you put one in my oh, yard gosh. too after that? That's good. Yes. That's a great question. Heck yeah, I like it. Um, okay. Anything else you want to share? No, thanks for having me. I, I'll have to check out. I haven't listened to any, any of the podcasts yet, yeah. but I'm a well, big we, podcast fan and I'll, I'll listen, listen back. Yeah, you can listen to Dan Murata. See what he had to say. I listen to him enough. I think we'll start somewhere else. (laughs) Um, We'll be looking for neighbor songs in November. Great. And uh, if people want to listen to God is the Friend of Silence, they can go to Paul. Spotify, wherever. P-A-U-L. P-A-U-L-Z-A-C-H. Like Zach. Yep. Bandcamp.com. You're there too, right? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. On the internet. Yeah, find me on the internet. Um, Okay, we'll link to it on the show notes. So in closing, I'll say you can go to parkchurchdenver.org slash park-podcast. You'll see a picture of Paul there. You can click on that picture to get into the show notes, and we'll link to his music there, link to the Porter's Gate stuff. Oh, hey, I forgot to tell you. Oh, here he is. I forgot to tell you. Uh, I I told you this yesterday, but we were singing uh, one of the songs. And I forget who was singing it, but I'll always remember your name because he was singing... James Lapine, James Lapine. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a good ring to it. That was, that so was Jim Payne. You should, um, maybe that could be your new James Lapine. Yeah. <laughs> James Lapine. Yes. I can't come to the phone right now. That's good. Please leave a message. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, all right, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Next month, August. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know who it's going to be with. So again, email me, james at parkchurchdenver.org. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your suggestions. Paul, thank you for your time. Safe travels. And uh, talk to you later.